Hello and welcome to the Chainsaw Buffet Podcast, the podcast sitting by itself over at the table in the cafeteria waiting for somebody to come by and be its friend. <laughs> you know, I've been waiting a very long time. <laughs> that's been waiting for six years, damn it. That, that, that was me in high school, maybe. Um, now I'm just like, screw it. Eating alone means I don't have to worry about anyone else. I don't have to worry about stains. I went there for a second. <laughs> I'm not saying again. I'm not saying that wasn't me in high school. I'm just saying it is no longer me. Oh wow! I have become the opposite of that. People don't like me. Screw people. Then <laughs> I go live in my cave. <laughs> Screw people. Then. <laughs> well, okay. Oh wow. Uh, quick roll call. Uh, I am John, the elf of the of the uh, of the group. Uh, we're joined by our resident warrior, Chad. Okay. Our Valkyrie, Charlie. Ooh. And our wizard, Dylan. Ooh. So wait a minute. What <laughs> classes are these? Gauntlet. Okay. Dylan so, needs food badly. I was gonna say, like, you mentioned I was say, elf he's more and, of a cleric. Yeah, but they didn't but, have. I don't know. I could be a wizard too. Yeah. Or a bard. If you use magic, no. I'm there. No, I don't want to hear it, Chad. You're not a bard. We're not having Dylan's. Uh, we know exactly why he's not a bard. Yeah, we're not. We're not going into this old inside joke, Dungeons and Dragons crap. We're not going to do it. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> he woke up this morning. He said to himself, "Damn it, we're not doing any of this." Um, we we do have some things to talk about. Uh, just a. Uh, Quick preview of, of what you'll hear this week. Um, we're going to talk about the Xbox 180. Uh, almost coming to a, a complete and utter stop now. Um, we're going to talk about um, Viz licensing Sailor Moon. We're going to talk about uh, Godzilla. But first, uh, some news that broke the day that we were recording this. Um, you guys may have read about it by now. But YouTube is reported by Variety to have purchased uh, Twitch TV for over a billion dollars. It's, I can only assume that's because when you are YouTube, um, you, you no longer have any sense of what money is worth anymore. You, you don't Google. like, yeah, you don't know that a million is actually still a lot of money. Like to, 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 to normal people, a million is still a lot of money. A billion but, is the new million. For it's kind of like what happens when, like, when you're younger and you're like, "Holy crap, ten dollars is a lot of money!" And then you like grow up and get an adult job, and you're like, ten dollars is not that much money." And you completely forget that at one point it was. It was no, like, ten dollars oh, is still oh, a lot magic. of money. It is, but this is, you know what I mean. This is very much a Doctor Evil moment for me. Of, uh, you know, I think a million dollars is a lot of money, but apparently nobody else does. Like okay, okay, YouTube, go ahead, go ahead, spend your billion, whatever. Well, you see now, now there's uh, some some uh, cast, uh, you know, in the upper class where it's like, oh yeah, that you you you're a millionaire. That's cute. I'm a billionaire. You're not cool enough to hang out with me. I hang out with uh, Donald Sterling. Who wouldn't want that? <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> there's there's almost literally no one that wants that except for gold diggers. Hey, I, I ain't saying they're a gold digger, but uh, you know, 
but even they don't want to hang out with Donald Sterling. So I, I'm his silly rabbit. I'm his right arm hand man. Did, did, you guys didn't hear any of the excerpts from that interview. I'm sorry. No, I saw. No, I've I've watched the Daily Show like the past week, and there seemed to, he he keeps doing interviews and saying stupid things. And I'm kind of to the point of like. Why are we even still talking about this in this? Not not in the sense of ah, oh, they're bigger news stories. Just in the sense of, you know, he's going to say something stupid, every you know, stupid and morally repugnant every time he does an interview. So like, you know, if you're if you're keeping up with this because you want to feel like you're a less horrible person than Donald Sterling, that's not much of an accomplishment. <laughs> Congratulations! I'm not Hitler. Yay me! It's not quite that, and that, but it's close enough. But you know what I mean. You know. It's it's very low lying fruit. It's even like, oh, you, uh, you, you at least do a you know even if you're not better than him, you at least do a better job of hiding you know you're just unapologetic you know a holism from it's, people it's, so it's not even low-lying fruit it's fruit that happens to fall perfectly as you're walking to fall into your hand with your own locomotion you did no work whatsoever it literally literally just fell mm-hmm. into your hand perfectly yes like congratulations you're ne- you've never been in the position either good having the amount of power or bad not giving a crap because of whatever to to break you know those societal uh, taboos. So anyway, sorry, I kind of went on a rant, but I'm just kind of like, just, it's obviously a train wreck. Like at this point, it's just, it's not even a shock. Oh, well. Um, Anyway, as as far as the YouTube buying Twitch thing, um, I, I obviously don't, know a lot about what the plans are this was just announced they haven't or the the story just broke they haven't even made an official announcement yet at, at the time that we are recording this but um just to speculate you know youtube and twitch are you know that while they are similar services in that both they're both video streaming services the types of content that each one has is diverse enough and twitch is you know entirely dedicated to video gaming live streams and there are archives and stuff that will that that could depending on how all this shakes out be greatly um diminished no greatly helped by youtube because i I always find that the twitch archives are kind of meh but i mean if it's something that if your twitch channel becomes your youtube channel if you can integrate those and then you know, there's a way to at least semi-easily, you know, convert those onto your YouTube page after the fact. That's pretty tremendous. Yeah, it mm-hmm. definitely makes building a following easier. The The thing I'm kind of worried about is more I'm seeing this through the eyes of like behind the scenes, like what has happened with some of the game mark stuff that Mike has, has done on uh, YouTube mm-hmm. where, you know, Nintendo has you know, uh, possibly game this. I don't want to say game the system, but basically if someone uses content ID to challenge you, then um, while you're appealing that, or if 
I think if you leave it in place, basically they put ads on your content and they get money from those ads. Well, here's here's where I'm going to be a little uh, hopeful, maybe even naively so. But I feel like if Twitch is allowed to operate more or less autonomously in the same manner in which they have, it may actually end up benefiting uh, YouTube members like Mike because there will now be a more obvious um, sort of line of, no, this is, you know, live streaming content. This is original content. This is stuff that is covered by fair use. This is stuff that Twitch has. I I mean, literally, Twitch would not be worth a billion dollars without doing the things that they have done. And it's been weird because that sometimes the things that, you know, the stuff that that flies on Twitch is the stuff that sometimes doesn't fly on YouTube because of all the content that that becomes smarter as these two entities merge. I guess that's what I'm looking at. Like what you're basically saying is Twitch obviously has some agreements. That's why, you know, you, you know, you can actually go on there and when you stream, select all of these different games, like you're safe to do that. Yes. And, Um, and people uh, are, have the ability to make money through Twitch and through advertising. So, so I, I mean, my fear is more that we go the other way where YouTube, you know, kind of lets those deals expire at some point, you know, after a while and goes, eh, we'll just extend content ID to everything. Well, I don't even know that they have deals with the publishers uh, so much as they enforce things like this game isn't out yet, so you can't stream it. Like, right. you know, if somebody breaks a, a street date or something like that. I don't know if it I don't know that it works in the way of. You know, they have an agreement with Nintendo that allows them to stream Nintendo games because, you know, getting onto Twitch is very easy. It's not like I have to sign, you know, all, I mean, I have to, to, you know, agree to, you know, you know, end end user license agreement, but Mm. it's not like it's this huge ordeal where, okay, you know, you, you can only stream these games and this is all you can stream. Um, so in theory, it should open things up more. I don't, It, it should. It, and I mean, it seems like to be to make Twitch more restrictive is really hurting the investment that you've made. Oh yeah, and I'm not I'm not saying it would happen overnight. It's just does YouTube see the need to push that as much as Twitch has pushed that, you know, since it's not their entire business. But, right. And, and it, I mean I'm not I'm not being negative. It does remain to be seen. It could either get better or worse. The 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 common sense, this is what anyone with half a brain would do if I'm coming up with this, surely they can think of this, is that they're just gonna kind of let them run mostly as is, and they're just going to find ways where either structurally or technologically they can benefit from one one another in the way that they do things. Oh yeah, that would be ideal. And also, I really, really hope this means that Twitch will get uh, Chromecast support because I would love, love, love to be able to uh, Chromecast some some Marvel streams and shit. That's actually a good point. Yeah, that probably would improve their access on devices to have, you know, YouTube behind it since YouTube is on everything. Yeah, especially on the Android platform because yeah. Google. Um, anyway, I'm I'm cautiously excited for this i i think it has potential um to be a really 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 good thing of course we'll see we'll see what actually happens Mm -hmm. um anyway moving on um they said it couldn't be done until you know months later they said it can totally be done and we're gonna do it um 
Microsoft has announced a connectless, uh, disconnected, as some folks have called it, uh, Xbox One for $400. They've also announced that uh, a lot of streaming service, uh, the streaming services like Netflix, HBO Go, uh, Twitch, will no longer be behind the uh, the Xbox Live paywall, which never made any sense to begin with because, you know, you could, you know, stream that stuff for free on other platforms and you were already paying a subscription. Mm-hmm. I think it made sense before like device support for those things became like as ubiquitous as it is now. Agreed. Um yeah. Uh but anyway, it was it was an outdated model and uh they've also announced games with gold for Xbox One. So basically what they're saying is yeah Sony's kicking your ass so we are now officially doing everything that they're doing. <laughs> So that's that's and and that's what you gotta do, I guess. If if you're you know being competitive in that sector and you're you know you're falling behind, you gotta you gotta copy. So exactly. Uh, on the one hand, like dropping Connect is obviously a good thing. On the other hand, like that just ensures that there will never be like long um, or wide support for it. Um, yeah. You know. So developers may not take as much chance on it, which is fine because Microsoft and Sony don't seem to be like the consoles where that needs to happen. That seems like more Nintendo's bag. True. The other the other thing that Microsoft keeps saying will happen, and I guess we'll see, I'm somewhat skeptical about, is that they keep promising that the performance of games on Xbox One, which if you've read anything in terms of like multi-platform games by comparison... Um, the story far more often than not is that games end up in higher resolution with more frames per second on the PlayStation 4 because it's a a higher powered system than it does on Xbox One. Although they say that they are going to be able to improve that. I think, uh, you know, at some point during, you know, leading up to the Xbox One release, they said that the cloud would be able to improve performance of games. I don't know really with that or if that's even a thing. Hmm. I guess it depends on what the bottleneck is. I mean, if the if the bottleneck is like graphics, no. If the bottleneck is like AI or something, then maybe. I don't know. Yeah, there there could be other. Yeah, I, I see your point. You're you're essentially saying they they can improve the the performance graphics wise, but other things could come out of the cost, at least in terms well, of a single player experience. Yeah, I mean, they could. Well, no, I'm kind of. I don't know how much they could improve the graphics. I don't know, like, if they stripped down some of the other background features that they had or what. I'm sure there are probably ways they could, but it seems like offloading stuff to the cloud would have to be stuff like AI or something that is not, doesn't need to happen, you know, every frame in real time because it's the cloud. <laughs> Your cloud. I don't know. I. I do think the, the, the announcement of both the paywall and the connect list, I'm kind of waiting to see what they follow this up with because this seems to be like trying to make things more accessible, which by itself is not necessarily good or bad. You know, it's just kind of a neutral choice. But if they follow it up with like, you know, like um, the apparently there's going to be .NET support for it, you know, if it's like, oh, and now we're going to announce the whole everything's a dev kit and I'm just speculating here, you know, 
it runs Windows 8 apps or something like that, then it's suddenly, you know, holy crap, this is the first step in making everything more accessible, uh, way more accessible. Um, so it'd be cool. But if they just do nothing, then eh. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, uh, I didn't need a new console at three ninety nine or uh, four ninety nine. Don't really need a new console at three ninety nine. Well, I, the price point, the three ninety nine price point, isn't the sticking point for me on getting a new console. The sticking point for me is, is there a game that I have to have right now? And there's not. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, but I, I don't necess- necessarily expect to have to rush to buy a new console in the first year or two. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see. I, like I said, I I kind of look more towards 2015 as being the year that I decide. Yeah, I probably need to go ahead and get on a, a PS4. Um, but we'll we'll see how things go. E3 is coming up in a couple of weeks. That'll that'll shape uh, potentially a lot of uh, my buying habits in the future. So we'll see what what happens there. Or it won't change a thing. Maybe not. But I I kind of doubt it. I hope that. At least something good will come up, and maybe we'll find out a little bit more about uh, PlayStation Now and uh, that service and see what, what that's going to entail. Anyway, um, other news. Anime Central has been going on this weekend. It has concluded, I think, by this point, it's fairly safe to say. But uh, one of the big announcements to come through that was that Viz has licensed Sailor Moon, all of Sailor Moon, including the new series that just uh, that just ran, Um this is important in a couple of different ways because, for one, uh, all the series that have released through the years are now under one one umbrella, one license. Um, they're also redubbing the original Sailor Moon uh, mm. with a new cast, and they're leaving it unedited. So all the crazy stuff that got taken out uh, when they did the Saturday Morning Kids run, uh, that's no longer in play. It's also going to be uh, streaming on uh, Neon Alley and on Hulu. So they're going to start that, I think, here in the next week or two. Um, hmm. I'll, I'll have to check the date on that. So I guess it's safe to say that this is meant for the people that grew up on Sailor Moon more than it is for to try to get a new audience. Yeah, and honestly, I didn't grow up on Sailor Moon. I mean, I watched a few episodes when it was on TV because that you know I, I watched more pokemon and sailor moon than i probably should have at that age but it was the only anime on tv at that time you know that exactly you can't you can't be faulted when uh, that's 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 all you've got yeah when there's literally nothing else on i i only watched it because i sometimes accidentally recorded it while recording gargoyles because yep. i think it was usa used to or right after I think it ran on Toonami for a little bit as well, if memory serves. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's anyway. not horrible. Well, the the old version was pretty horrible. And, and actually, yeah, the day that this podcast should go up on Monday, hopefully, um, yeah, it should be up on Neon Alley and Halo Plus. So, I, I It's really interesting, then, because I'm assuming this is probably probably costing them quite a bit to do um it's it's kind of cool that they're that they're putting their resources behind what is you know ostensibly a a show for girls 
a 20 year old show for girls except with the exception of the new series that just aired which yeah. is an acquisition okay. in its own right but um, I will say this even though I don't consider myself to be a fan of Sailor Moon and didn't watch you know the old version uh, very much I probably will at least to start watch um, the 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 redub yeah at least the first few episodes of it because it you know, I grew up on, you know, early, mid-90s anime. That's my jam. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to go back and watch it and see what they do and kind of get a better... See, see if my impressions change now that I kind of watch, you know, the quote-unquote real version. Mm. You know, and I wonder if... Uh, if that's actually better dub, I have to imagine. I wonder if that's partly behind the decision is, you know, there's a lot of people like us that are our age that... They're probably like the anime that's coming out now is not really serving, and you kind of run the risk of losing us. Mm. So, you know, maybe if you throw some of that towards um, shows that are that have that name recognition above among both like newer fans and older fans, then you know, is it because we're cranky old men who hate everything? Pain and grow your no. No, I'm just saying, like, when you get older, you're kind of like, eh, you know, this anime stuff. Well, well there's, a, there's a nostalgia factor. Yeah. That's something to play. And nostalgia will always be a good seller. Um, but what I would like to hope, uh, and, and this may not necessarily be the case, but what I'd like to hope is that this is maybe the start of a few reclamation projects because... I'm going to go ahead and, and give a, a self-promotion as well as a promotion to uh, Hamacon. Um, we got Momocon coming up this coming week. Then a gap where we may go to something else. And then another, uh, and then the week after that is Hamacon. But at Hamacon, I'm going to be doing two panels. And one of them is awesome anime that time and publishers forgot. And that's going to be, I think, Friday at 8 p.m. Uh, Central Time. But what that panel is about is it's about anime that are considered classics or at least you know cult favorites if nothing else that are no uh, longer around they're no longer in print and are not available for streaming uh, not avail- available for legal purchase you know except you know just buying them used at you know like uh, McKay's or whatever your local uh, used book and, and movie seller of choices um but a lot of these shows are important to the history of anime. Um, like uh, the, the whole impetus for me doing this panel was that at some point I realized, Hey, you cannot legally purchase or watch Evangelion anywhere. Like it's Which not, just seems odd. It, it's crazy. I mean, it's regardless of, of whether you like it or not, it is one of the, you know, it is, it's part of that, Anime Essentials, you know, classic collection. You know, it's 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 up there in the annals of anime history. Um, which, you know, annals looks a lot like anal. Um, <laughs> and I would say Sailor Moon, even though it's not a show that I personally am a fan of, it also belongs in that same category. It's it's an influential show. It has affected other shows after it. Um, so it's good that it's getting a, a blue a Blu-ray re-release. It's getting a new dub. It's getting all the things that it needs in order to 
sort of properly be recorded in anime history and for people to be able to watch it. I'd like to see that happen with other shows. I'd like to see uh, that this, I think this is part of Sailor Moon's 20th anniversary. I'd like to see something similar uh, when Ava hits its 20th anniversary next year. Mm. But we'll see. I would, I'm, I'm, I really do respect Viz for, for giving this a shot. Um, Cause while nostalgia sells, I would say that we are now the ages that we are kind of on the outside of the, who you, uh, of like, we are, I don't, I don't think the people our age, there's enough of them that watch anime that watched anime then that still watch anime now that would be willing to put time and money toward it. Not like to I, 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 go ahead. Not to mention, well, just to, to kind of expand on your point a little bit, not only are there fewer of us in our particular age group than there were, it wasn't an especially large group to begin with. Anime really took off um, in the you know early to mid-2000s uh, for a generation of people that are probably a good 10, 10 or so years younger than we are. Mm-hmm. So not only did they grow up on different shows, um, there were just a lot more of them because, you know, you had things like Toonami and stuff like that that were going on on oh, yeah. national TV where there was a lot more exposure for it. So not only are there fewer of us because we're getting, because people are getting older, they're getting into other things. They don't watch uh, newer shows as much or whatever. But there weren't that many of us to begin with. True. Uh, though, like, Sailor Moon probably has a lot more exposure outside kind of the anime circle. You you would be correct because, like, Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon, those were kind of the early... And, and when I'm talking about Dragon Ball Z, I'm not even talking about the Funimation dub. I'm talking about that yeah. old... Whoever the fuck it was that did it. Um, it was a Canadian outfit that did, like, the first, I don't know, like, through the Frieza saga or so of Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Um, where, yeah, they were just bringing this stuff over. They were altering it slightly. It wasn't, like, a whole Voltron Robotech type of deal. But um, there was, it, it was still, you know, very early-ish ventures on bringing anime to the U.S. <laughs> on, a, on a national level. Yeah. But, I mean, but even... Even though Sailor Moon is going to have a little more resonance because of what it is and it was a a little more well-known property, you still run into the same – you still run into the same problem of, oh, yeah, Sailor Moon. I remember that came on before or after this other show I watched. Those – you know, recognition does not equal uh, necessarily – money or watches or you know advertising whatever um but i guess my larger point is nostalgia in and of itself isn't enough of a reason i don't think in this case to have purchased that property or licensed that property and the fact also that again ostensibly it is more a a show for girls which is very often, I, I, traditionally speaking, it's one of those things where you don't find companies necessarily licensing a lot of a lot of those types of properties. It's, uh, you, you know, you can't the, the old the old cartoon, you know, thinking being, oh, you, you don't want to do a show for girls because girls don't buy toys. You know, this we can't merchandise this. Um, so I'm, I find myself really hoping that Sailor Moon 
really does really well because I mean, it may, and maybe these these stereotypes or these lines of thought really aren't relevant anymore. But that would be a nice nail to put in that coffin. That you know, just because a show's old doesn't mean it doesn't have legs. Just because it is targeted toward girls doesn't mean it won't make money. Well, the interesting thing, two things. One is there's a new, you know, since there's a new Sailor Moon show coming out, maybe they're hoping that, you know, that will sell people in the old show. And two, there are a lot of fandoms, um, especially in the anime and the larger kind of geek con, whatever realm, that are not necessarily aimed at women, but are definitely like the fandom is primarily female yeah. or over 50% female. And so... It's not as crazy as you would think, I don't think. No, no I, but, but, I, but in the halls of power, I think, as it were, um, right. I still think there's that that prevailing, there that that really old prevailing notion uh, of those ideas that that old isn't 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 good, and that oh, if it's targeted at girls, man, eh, that's that's not going to make you any money, and if that can. Again, I, and I don't know that those are even relevant anymore, but I still think there are probably people that make those kinds of decisions and still have those ideas in their mind. It would be it would be nice to to support the opposite notion. Yeah, I I don't think that there's anything there's nothing but good things that can come if this venture is successful. I yeah. think so. Um, so I, I would really encourage people, even if they're not fans of the show. Go into go into Neon Alley, watch a few ads, watch a few minutes of an episode. I mean, just just throw a little support its way. Yeah, I'd certainly give it a shot. I mean, again, and I'm I don't know that I ever I don't I'm pretty sure I've never seen a full episode of Sailor Moon, so I don't have that nostalgia factor. But to see a new dub of of an old anime and and you know supposedly uncut, that'd be kind of cool. So I, I would definitely give it a shot. Yeah, because those transformation scenes are naked. <laughs> Just gonna go ahead and go, you know. <laughs> and if they're if they're really gonna go uncensored, they shouldn't call her Sailor Uranus. <laughs> I'm just gonna go out there. Oh. Just go full Uranus. <laughs> I mean, just just full Uranus, okay. <laughs> anyway, I, I just I just totally killed what was an excellent discussion. No, no, I liked it. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I really, I, I'm, I'm with you, Charlie. I am really proud of Viz. I'm really happy that they're doing this. I really want it to be successful, and I want other shows to get this treatment. Not just Evangelion, which is the the one that's obviously always on the tip of my tongue, but other shows as well. There are plenty of deserving uh, titles out there, and I'm going to be talking about some of them at Hamicon. So go to my panel. Ah! And of course, of course, if it's if 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 that ends up really working out for Viz, it actually in, it could uh, end up backfiring on your panel because then the next year and the year after that, there could be less to talk about because you see <laughs> uh, more old properties getting getting brought back. To that life. would be unfortunate, but I think you could just spin the panel of like yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things that's, awesome it's anime that's back from the dead. Yeah, it's it's a it's one of those it's a kind of a good problem. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know if the people at home really understand this, but 
I I am generally just a horrible person, and <laughs> I sometimes I sometimes reap uh you know the the misfortune of being a horrible person. I mean, I do work at it. It's not like I'm some sort of unrepentant unrepentant bastard or anything like that. <laughs> but my friends obviously don't love me because all three of you guys talk <laughs> about Zilla today. It's not. It was not planned. It was just spur of the moment. I didn't know you wanted to see it. I was. It's 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 fine. It's fine. Anyway, without spoiling it for me because I have not seen it yet. Uh, what did you guys think? And I'll uh, and and spare me the whole Liam Neeson's not in this movie because I'm a dumbass. Okay, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's just get it out of the way. <laughs> Look, he's in every other movie. It's cool. Uh, me me being a dumbass is not a spoiler. But go ahead. <laughs> well. I, I I have to say from a from a technical standpoint, it was very high quality. Mm. Um, the special effects are very well done. Um, the the acting, the plot, the writing, it's all about as good as you're going to see in a movie about giant monsters. True, but it felt hollow. Really, I mean it. It just wasn't very fun. Hmm. I wow. did. Oh, go, go ahead, ahead, Chad. Because I, I, I have. Mean, there, there's oh. no. There's no. There's no soul to it. Somebody needs to throw a fucking pie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there really is. There, there's just no. It. It starts out seriously. Maybe that's campier, though. no. No, it never gets campy. It does it at the end serious. where they're like, it's much more serious than any movie about giant monsters trashing a city has a right to be. It's serious and yet it's kind of not. No, who wants it's to start? Serious and grim dark. It it's, can, it's just it's not even grim dark. Let me yes, uh, let me get. When oh, they show oh. more when they show more of the screaming humans running away and dying than they do of the giant monsters fighting. Really quickly though, um, just save. For, for the sake of argument, let's just assume that it is a grim and dark show. And and Dylan, just for a second, you know, you're you're totally entitled to think differently. But for this point, I want to make, I just want to leave that alone for a second. Um, is it not long term better that this movie is grim dark? Because if it if it's the type of movie that shows that that is successful and shows that this type of movie can be done with a serious tone. Does that not uh, potentially, you know, along with, you know, the success of Pacific Rim, open us up to other, you know, giant monster, giant movies, potentially? I don't I think, think they're already does. planning a sequel to this. I may be wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stay, by the way, but stay for the scene after the credits. That franchise is obviously like yeah. Ultron or something like that. Yeah. Stay, stay for the scene after the credits. You'll you'll see what they have planned. Oh. Well, maybe, uh, Liam, maybe Liam Neeson will be in this one. <laughs> Punch, you know, Godzuki or whatever. Yeah. Oh, Chad, that is the worst troll. Yeah, it is. What? Nothing. Uh, no spoilers. Um, <laughs> although, I do want to point out that, I, uh, if I'm not badly mistaken, Legendary Pictures, which um, produced Pacific Rim, also produced Godzilla. Yeah, if, they did. If I'm not Legendary, badly mistaken. Legendary did produce Godzilla. Because what, what I have been hoping... 
since Pacific Rim is that we we would enter a, a golden era of of monster movies. Oh, they're gonna, re- you know, a combine Pacific Rim with Godzilla. Well, that would be interesting. And but you get no, J- Jaguar. I back. think it would be. Yeah, I think it would be like thematically wrong. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I was hoping that other. Like I, I'm glad they made Godzilla, but I was I was a little disappointed that it was the exact same um, production company because I was really hoping that other production companies would start we'll doing giant yeah. monsters. Which I mean, and maybe they still will. Maybe maybe this shows that that Legendary Pictures is like really banking on oh we we can corner the market on on giant monsters and there and there is a a customer base for this product. Yeah, between yeah, well, yeah, like you're saying that that's basically my hope is that between those two films and the success, somebody else is going to say, "Oh, well, we need to get in on this too," um, but we don't have any ideas. Uh, what you know, what existing intellectual somebody property will, can we raise? Somebody will remake Gamera. Well, not even Gamera, not? but you know, just you know, there, there, there's lots of anime that that would be ripe and for this. Don't forget, oh, we yeah. have. Don't forget, Transformers Four is coming out this summer. As, as much as you want to forget about it, the only reason no, so, the only prime rights a dinosaur. That's, Dinobots, I can't remember who said that. Exactly, <laughs> it was in the trailer. Like Dinobots are are the only thing that could get me to go see that movie. But anyway, back to Godzilla. They're not even going to work. On uh, sorry, Charlie. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I I I I I wasn't. I actually really I did like it, um, but my one of my beefs with it is the exact same one, uh, or one of the exact ones that that Chad has is that they're they're to me and it's the same it's it's the, it's the exact same problem I had with Pacific Rim, not enough giant monsters fighting, like they really I mean and yeah okay I. I I see why you need some lead up to it. Like you don't want to just have your money shot in the first 10 minutes of the movie and then it all be downhill. You, you want yeah, to build I mean, Then up. what's the guy going to do to the girl? They after that? could have exactly. made the movie a half hour shorter. Oh, I think yeah. it felt like it was a chore sitting through it. Uh, yeah. When I, I get so. into and, my, yeah. And they did spend a lot more time on screaming humans than I think they should have. Um, but 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 like the setup and the premise and all that and I oh I mean I loved the opening with the black and white and it looked oh, like yeah. they were redacting the credits and yes that was great I I I thought that did a really good job of just sort of setting a a, a mood and tone that I I really really liked that oh, it, it had very high production values yeah there's um, not any question about that but yeah not enough definitely not enough time on on giant monsters fighting. And, um, I wasn't like, I, I can't say that I didn't like visually how Godzilla looked. Um, it, in some ways it was a little weird, but it was, it was a lot closer to the man in the rubber suit, I think, than giant iguana. Exactly, I, and I and I I did. I certainly had the, fe- the that in the back of my mind the whole time is that, you know, I'm thinking what they were thinking when making it was we've got two extremes here, uh, man in a rubber suit and giant iguana. If we do either of these, 
if we try to make a serious movie with 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 a Godzilla that looks like a man in a in a giant rubber suit, um, we'll 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 get people will be laughing at us, and if we have um, a giant iguana, there will be the inevitable. Um, Japanese sequel where they have it get its ass beaten by the real Godzilla. Exactly. So I, I got the feeling in the design that, oh crap. Okay, so we can't make this look Actually, exactly like a live is the guy in the rubber suit design. It was very close. Yeah, which mean which basically means it really doesn't necessarily look like a creature that could have really evolved on on this or any planet. Um, but at the same time, if you try to make it look more realistic in the sense of an actual animal than giant iguana, which is a problem. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I, I was fine with the design. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, disappointed it was- not to see him pull an Ozzy Osbourne on the monster, you know. Biting his head off and spiking. bite the head off the bat, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Well, there. Nah, spoilers. Um, no, yeah. well, no, it, it's not a spoiler because he didn't. But yeah, but I also like the little. Um, did you catch the little uh, nod toward Mothra? Yes. Yeah. I I enjoyed that. Uh, um. But yeah, overall, I I was I wanted to like it. Well, yeah, I and I did by the end. I mean, I actually did like it. Um, like I said, it suffered. It suffered the same Pacific Rim problem of of too little, too many squishies, too many squishies, and not enough essentially kaiju porn. Yeah, yeah. kaiju fan service. That's that's what I wanted. That's. I just want to see giant monsters beating the absolute crap out of each other. And, and, and it's hard to enjoy. It's hard to enjoy watching giant monsters beat the crap out of each other when every five minutes you're treated to shots of people running away and dying in horrible ways. Exactly. Because it's like you don't get. You don't want to be reminded in, in the real world. Yeah, there would be collateral damage, but. It's a fucking kaiju movie. It if you're gonna to, do a gritty reboot, that's well, how you well, have to do it. No, no, no. But here's a yeah. Well, well hold on. To go back to the. To be a gritty reboot. It well, doesn't. To, but, to go back to the to the kaiju porn refer or uh, analogy, just, I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to be watching people having sex and then someone say, uh, you know, uh, you could get that, that, woman, that that woman's probably addicted to drugs and uh, she's probably not. Uh, I'll, you don't want no that the don't don't ruin the atmosphere of the porn. So I do not want to see um I do I do not want to see a lot of collateral damage yeah, while my giant monks. Yes, I know people are dying, but I'm trying to get off here. And it's a general. It, it's more of a really more of a general complaint about the way that movies are done now is that everything does have to be a gritty reboot. I just imagine everything is a gritty soulless reboot with, you know, more people dying and lens flares. Well, I think they tried. They tried, at least at the start, I felt like to do that right in that, like, you can't just make a campy movie nowadays. It's not going to sell. But you also have to understand the type of camp that the original was 
to do the gritty reboot right. Otherwise, it gets really freaking stupid. And like you said, giant iguana. I just keep imagining Daryl walking in on Charlie while he's trying to get off. Giant iguana was at least I kind of but don't don't imagine that too much. I, you could I go do, blind. I'm gonna say I do agree, Chad, that there was something, and I think I, I kind of processing. I think missing. I kind of figured out what it was. Is they did they did play up the human angle of it, but it was a really weird way of doing it for the theme of. And granted, I don't know much about the genre, but it's pretty typical, actually. Well, but yeah, I know, like, aside the whole... from the occasional use of superheroes and and super science weapons, yeah, which but is I mean, thing that was kind of missing. Yeah, the 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 whole theme of Godzilla is like, you know, it is nature's way of reacting to nuclear weapons and nuclear power, and generally screwing over the environment. Um. And, you know, they, they even have, like, the nod to that, like, you know, the arrogance of thinking we can control nature instead of the other way around. History mm. shows again and again how nature yes. out the folly of in, man. In the course of two hours, once once the, uh, the, you know, the monster is released and everything starts happening, they sh- put all this focus on the humans and the humans do one thing that actually changes anything. The rest of it is just, you know, scurrying well, back and shuffling forth. stuff from one place to another and screwing yes. up horribly. Granted that, when that, that one thing happens, it is explosive. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's, the, but the, the rest of it, the main scheme. Well, but just even, kind of, yeah, but even so it was, what was weird about that main theme of, you know, there's kind of this environmental, you know, this is kind of the, the balance of nature uh, coming back to get man, mankind. Like there was nothing, there was no angle. There was, you know, pointing at like, Hey, you shouldn't have done this. Hey, this is mankind's fault. It was basically like, ah, eh, these things happen. Let them work it out. <laughs> so what you're saying is it's, it's the cheap grace version of Godzilla. Thing. What, so what you what you're saying is that Miyazaki needed to direct this film? No, it's it's actually <laughs> the opposite. Well, okay, yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like there actually has to be a point, not just like I'm okay, you're okay, but sometimes giant robots they they fight each other. <laughs> you know, like put some force behind it. Like I feel like you know, in that sense, Cloverfield there is no, and there and is no one specific thing. Yeah, it was okay. I wasn't. It, it did seem a little long. Okay, so I, yeah, so we had a no like, a meh, and a like. Am I, I am wanted I to like it correctly? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think you're right. Okay, I wanted to like it a lot more than I than well, I actually did. Well, I'll, I'll go and I'll go and watch it, and uh, I don't know. We'll see where I end up on you'll, that. You'll break the tie. Yeah, um, because we've pretty much covered the entire gamut of uh, of possible reactions. So you, you have to. You will both have a, a opinion that you strongly agree and strongly disagree with, or you're mad and or you're mad about all three opinions. <laughs> and it has uh, Brian Cranston in it. You know what also yeah. has Brian Cranston in it? My panel, awesome anime that time forgot. Friday, eight PM Central at Hamicon. Be there. Um, <laughs> speaking of conventions, I wish there had been more Brian Cranston. Did you see what I did with this? Like, I, I, yes. really, I really segued ourselves all the way to where we need to be, which is before we get to manager specials, let's talk a little about a, a little bit about Momocon. 
Because we're going to be there. Do we have to? Yeah. Do we have to be there? Yes. Yeah. We will we want to be there. We we do want to be there though. I want to, but I won't be. You won't be. That well, you know what? You can you can sit at home and think about me not going to see Godzilla. Um <laughs> you know, what? <laughs> Just buy the go get the go see Godzilla because I'm an asshole. Um that's that's the lesson here. That won't learn. It, it, I'm I'm like those ponies, and my little pony friendship is magic. I'm a dick, and I won't. I'll, I'll forget about my lesson, you know, ten seconds afterwards, and they'll have to go through a whole other thirty minutes adventure. You, look, if you I had a nickel, sound like you've uh, seen. I I have seen episodes because for that was show that that I was gonna say, show. look, if I had a nickel for every time I wasn't invited some to something, I would probably break down and cry because it would be a visual representation of something I just normally repress. That's exactly how I feel. Also, you'd have Twitch money. Yes, I would. (laughs) Anyway. So, conventions. So, um, Dylan, you're running panels, yes? Yes. Inkscape. Uh, Drawing with Inkscape is Saturday at 7, I believe, 7 p.m. Um, my tabletop games panel is Sunday at 11.30. Okay. Um, don't know if... Um, I think there's a Marvel tournament sometimes Saturday that I'm going to try and go to. I think it's Saturday yeah. night. Um but is there anything, a guest or anything that you guys are looking forward to? Just their guest list in general. It's it's really good. See, I mean, it generally is, but... I, I can't help but think, Charlie, that you in particular are probably looking forward to either the Avatar people or the Animaniacs. Because they're going to have Yakko, Wacko, and Dot there. Yeah. I mean, right, like, offhand, like, Dante Basco, that's... Just kind of an interesting one, um, for a number of reasons. I I would like to meet him. Um, and how can you not be excited about Maurice Lamarche? I mean, he's in Erverthan that I grew up on. I think. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to hopefully, maybe, possibly, knock on wood, doing some interviews. Um. They're doing things differently than, say, MTAC and GMX. Um, and, you know, but this is only, I think, maybe the third year we've gone to Momocon. So we really haven't developed, uh, aside from Justin Stuckey, some of the relationships with some of the other staff that we have at, say, MTAC and GMX. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a good example. Um, so hopefully we can get some interviews done and get some, some good content. But, um, It'd really be nice to maybe get, you know, like Troy Baker, who's just blown up huge. I, I mean, I remember when he was at AWA uh, years ago, and it was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Troy Baker is going to be in there. He's been in a couple of things. Mm. Now it's like he has been in everything. True. And uh, Bryce Pappenbrook is kind of turning into that as well. He's he's really just kind of all over the place now. True. Um. Anyway, um, have you guys looked at the schedule at all? I have not. A little bit. I haven't fully built it out. I haven't in a couple of days, so I don't remember exactly what's there. 
Yeah, I didn't know if there was anything that maybe I, Dylan, you're usually much better about this than either uh, Charlie or me about looking ahead and kind of getting an idea for where you want to be. Uh, I think I've got it marked down in the app, but as always, I'll probably uh, that's just a very loose guide I will use when I'm actually there, and uh, mm. who knows what I will do. Yeah, and they did uh, recently announce. You know, the the dates and the location for next year, um, which they are moving. Uh, yes. They, they, they didn't want to break that on our podcast, and I guess that's fine. You know, they can do it on their own. Best. Uh, <laughs> love you, Jess. I think uh, they just want to be able to announce it instead of forcing someone to watch an entire pod or listen to an entire podcast. That's what I want them to do. Damn it. What about my needs? Um, anyway. Uh, I'm I'm working my way uh, down the tolerance ca- uh, day card list. I think <laughs> is what about my needs? Like, is that a uh, is that part of the traditional way of celebrating tolerance day? No, that's that's more you know relationship I, uh, manipulation tactics one on one. I tolerate <laughs> you, but uh, what about my needs? I, have, I know this hurts, but it's necessary. It's always necessary. Uh, Tolerance Day is a is a bastard of a holiday. It really is. Yep, I love it. Uh, <laughs> wait, there's a brought to you by Strickland Propane panel. Yes, there is. Oh, I think Jess mentioned that to me at MTech. I need to be there for that. And that is one of the things yep. I love about uh, Momocon is the the gaming and American anime animation. Yeah, not an American anime. Um, just because, like, I'm not so much into anime anymore. So it's nice to, even if I was, it's nice to go to a con that has a wide variety of things, um, you know, to do because mm-hmm. then you can. Kind of pick and choose. Yep. <laughs> pick and choose. Sorry, I'm just reading over the uh, the schedule really quick, and I know I'm trying to go past. Uh... Oh, hey, there's one on black people in anime and video games. I think that's <laughs> running up with mine because there's that. I want to say one of mine is up against um, like the Q and A with Jordan Wiseman. And, like, it is. Well, mm. no, yours. Drawing with Thinkscape is up against Toonami, uh, Jordan Wiseman, uh, black people in anime and video games. Man, talk about uh, getting the shaft again. Black people in anime and video games really getting shafted uh, on the schedule. Because I, like, I will probably, no offense, Dylan, I love you very much, and I've been to your Inkscape panel. It is excellent, and it makes me want to try and learn that program, although I've yet to do so. Um, but I'm probably going to go to that Toonami panel and see if they announce anything and try and tweet that out for you guys. Yeah, I understand. I mean, I'm only adding a little bit to the panel this time, and I think I'm also doing it at Hamacon. I can't remember which day, but... Yeah, so I'll I'll try and I'll try and make it back, make it up at Hamicon if if at all possible. But yeah, that that is kind of the thing is that, um, Momocon is limiting our our press passes, so I'm probably going to be running around doing a lot of stuff during that, which is fine with me. Like I I do not feel bad about being the guy that has to run around and do all the interviews and uh, 
get all the content and do all the things. I'm actually <laughs> happy with that. Yeah, I'll be honest. I also like I, I enjoy cons more where I'm like, man, I don't have to make up for this press pass. You know, like yeah. So because if I have it, I'm gonna feel like whatever I do is never enough. Yeah. So partially that's because no one listens to podcasts. <laughs> true. It'll probably be good for both of us then. Um, we'll see how that works out. Uh, I do hope that they'll. You know, it seems like there's going to be some announcements at the con. Just you know, they, there's been hints and, and inklings of of things coming out. So hopefully, we can get some some breaking news on that. So you know, keep it locked on the uh, Twitter at Chainsaw Buffet because. We'll try and do some reporting. I'll try and, and break some stories. <laughs> I'll be down. I'll be your man on the ground in the war zones. Bullets flying everywhere. <laughs> Dodging. Ask a character panels. And... <laughs> wait, They're everywhere. They're I thought everywhere. You, wait, wait. I thought you missed seeing Godzilla. I did. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, most I don't know what that had to do with anything. It, it, I don't know. Um, Running around, dodging things. Like uh, lizard wings. Because that was 90% of the movie. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so we'll be there at Momocon. If you guys uh, see us there, say hi. If you don't know what we look like, too fucking bad. Uh, we look like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, fat white guys running around, except for Dylan. Dylan's much better looking than I am. I have a beard though, and so slightly brown. Even and I and I'm not I'm not thin, I'm not even you know like normal healthy weight. So yeah, basically everyone else. Yeah, we won't have on fedoras though. So you know, and most of us don't have beards. So there you go. We're not. But if you if you the stereotype of the geek. But if you see people that look like they really shouldn't be talking to important people, but are, that might be us. Because <laughs> we, we have friends in high places. We can you're, get you killed. If you're, if you're in a panel and uh, you think, this doesn't seem like a person who should be running a panel on this topic at a con this prestigious and large, you're, you're, at, one of our, you're at one of my panels. <laughs> Or this guy looks like Gendo Ikari. I bet he'd make a great Gendo cosplayer. That's Dylan. That is Dylan. Dil- People have recognized Dylan uh, from his days cosplaying Gendo, even when he didn't bring the the uh, the costume. They just yell out, Gendo! Uh, I don't know that I'm going to be doing any costuming, just because, one, I have two panels, and, just, and I've not felt like it's going to be... <sighs> That might be a Hamicon thing. That might be a Hamicon. It's a little smaller, a little more yeah. manageable. Yeah. Anyway, if you guys are in the Atlanta area, please go to the Momocon. It's run by fantastic people, and we encourage you to go. Yep. Um, next year, they'll be at uh, a new location. I wish I knew the name of, you know, it's something, something Congress, something. I think it's Georgia World Congress yeah. Center. Yeah, that's it. Fourth biggest, you know, convention center in the U.S. or something like that. Um, yeah, I'm kind of like... Yeah. I no longer, it's no longer at a place I'm familiar with the layout of. So I'm kind of like, this could be interesting. And it's also very large. So yes. they're going to they're gonna fuck some shit up and good on them. In a good way. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, from what I understand, it's a larger venue than San Diego Comic-Con actually has. Uh, I don't think they're using all of it. 
but well, no. it gives them well i mean this year but it gives them room to grow it, it, in the yeah. future which is let's say if you listen if you listen to our interview with jess and stucky um it sounds like they really want to turn it into that someday and and that will be a great place for them to do it and it's gonna be four days they're gonna they're gonna start having content on thursday so pretty crazy Yep, but we'll we'll probably head down there uh, sometime Thursday. Also, they're having the job fair um, from twelve to five uh, yeah. on Thursday, so that's something to look out for as well if you're in that area and can make it out there. Mm-hmm. Bring your resume, talk to some folks, shake some hands. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, let's this this uh, podcast is getting a little long in the tooth. Let's get to uh, <laughs> specials. Um, well, you guys got this week. I actually had mine was prepared. I'm not like looking around on my shelf or looking on the internet for something to pull up. I actually have one prepared this week. So if you guys, you know, need another, so I can jump I. in. But if you guys want to go ahead and, and go, go nuts. To uh, balance out the recommendation of Shaq Soda from a little, from uh, a while back, I have a recommendation. Mountain Dew has started putting Baja Blast in cans. I've seen that. I recommend seen, getting some. Elizabeth bought like a couple 12 packs. So. Yeah. Uh, actually, her and Heather saw me at work when they went by to buy those. Like I was there that day. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So that was that was a good time for me. I actually uh, tried some of it in the uh, 20 ounce bottles because you can get it for like a dollar at Walmart. Oh, wow. Because, uh, you know, it, well, they do that where they've got like a promotional flavor. They'll sell uh, like a dollar so you buy more. Along those lines, you can't get these in the store, but Mountain Dew at Taco Bell also has like a sangria something. Yeah. Don't don't bother. It is it is not pleasant. I guess because they added a new exclusive flavor at Taco Bell, then they that allowed them to put the old exclusive flavor into cans and it's only for a limited time and it was apparently a big write in campaign. Huh. Apparently hmm. it was a big fan campaign that finally convinced them to, to do it. Interesting. Yep. Um, Who so, has some non-beverage uh, recommendations? Or beverage recommendations, whatever. It's fine. Anything goes here. Um, Go ahead, Charlie. I am going to recommend uh, whipped cream over uh, Cool Whip. I don't. I don't care what the television tells you. It's cool. It's not as good. Just not. That's so that's that's all I got for you. That's all. I, maybe you already knew that. Maybe everybody knew that. But I I only recently made that decision. Have, having grown up eating both, I thought. Oh, uh, they're interchangeable, but since Sonic started doing the half price milkshakes after eight o'clock, I've gotten a couple. I'm like, yeah, this is top of the cool whip. No bueno. <laughs> wow. So sorry if you were hoping for something better. Does it make you feel bad? It's kind of like um I think I was talking to Jen this weekend about something like when we were in Walmart, she made some comment about Hamburger Helper, and I'm like, can't do it. I <laughs> I'm kind of the same way with like box macaroni and cheese. Like, okay, I'm I'm an, I'm an adult who can cook for myself. 
thumbs up. <laughs> I am a horrible food hipster now. You know, that that might be a problem. Do, do you do you have that feeling, Charlie, when you say that? Like, you know, I'm I'm informed enough to have a decision on this, but having a decision might make me a bad person. No, no. And and it doesn't bother me because um rather than being a hipster, I'm just a snob. I'm not sure I either of those okay are, are okay. Well, you're okay with it. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm good with being a snob. It's 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 pretty much identical in many ways to being a hipster, except that um all the opinions you have are at least sincerely held. So uh, you know, you're you're making me feel like I could just go, yeah, I'm a snob and that's okay, but I don't I can't do it. I can't can't admit to that. Can't yeah. be okay with that. I want to purge all my horrible uh elitist opinions yeah you're never gonna do that so you might as well just uh just enjoy the ride yeah embrace the fact that you're better than everyone else um but i'm not anyway don't you have a actual recommendation i i actually do um and i've actually uh started trying to blog some of these um plus some other stuff that just is so random it won't fit in a recommendation segment. Um, and so if you have the RSSs or the tumbles, you can go to random.dylanwolf.com, D-Y-L-A-N-W-O-L-F, and see those. Um, also, I have a pretty nice backlog now. Awesome. <laughs> um, so I'm going to recommend uh, Lost Cities, the board game. Um, this is a game I picked up on sale and got around to trying a couple weeks ago. Um, it first glance, I was kind of skeptical because it really just feels like a glorified card game. Like this shouldn't have an extra board and, and little wooden pieces with it. This should just be a card game. In fact, it is an expan not, not an expansion, but a, uh, more advanced version of something that was originally a card game. Mm. Um, and that sounds like that may sound bad. Um, but after a few games, I really enjoyed the simplicity of it. Um, uh, basically there are five card colors and they each, uh, correspond to a track that you move your little, um, explorers and researchers on, uh, on board. And, um, let's see. Um, basically for each color, you play cards in ascending order and then move your game pieces on each track. And um, what's interesting about that is the earlier spaces provide negative points. Um, but, you know, each track has uh, large bonuses at the end of it and random event tiles. So sometimes the smartest move is to avoid a track entirely. Um, I'm not really great at the strategy, but I like the simplicity of it. It's a good game to... Um, play if you're not wanting to expend a lot of brain power or if you want something that's a little closer to a traditional card game or if you're playing with people who are just like hesitant about you know big complicated board games and I also appreciate that there are short and long variants of it hmm. anyway and that was Lost Cities? yes okie doke cool 
Um, my recommendation this week, uh, it hits a number of fronts. It hits the Evangelion criteria. It hits the uh, voice actor that I have either had or hope to have on this podcast. And it hits the charity, uh, the charity uh, angle as well. Um, my recommendation is a book that I purchased over the last week. It's called The Noodle Chronicles. Um, <clears throat> Everything I Know About Cheating Death I Learned From My Kid. It's a book by Amanda Winley. Amanda Winley is, is and was um, one of the preeminent uh, voice actresses in anime and video games, especially in the 90s uh, ADV. Um, she was Ray in Evangelion. She was rallying Gunsmith Cats. Um, Yukiko more recently uh, in the Persona 4 games. Um, she's done tons and tons and tons and tons of, of different voiceover work. But there was a period in the 2000s where she stopped acting. And this was after the birth of her son um, who got leukemia. So she wrote a book about the the entire experience of having a child with leukemia, um, all the, the, the things that went into that, the treatment, um, her emotions during the, the entire time. And, uh, the way that she describes the book on, uh, through social media is she says, it's a lot like me. It's, uh, actually pretty funny and shorter than you'd think. Uh, <laughs> so, <clears throat> It's about 150 pages, I think. You can buy it uh, now in print, um, but you can also buy it uh, on Kindle. Um, and the proceeds from the book uh, do go to, um, I forget which um, which charity it is, but I do know it's, it's to cancer research. Oh, cool. Um, so I, I really do um, recommend the book. Uh, it's it's just an, an excellent book in its own right, but um, if you have any sort of appreciation for her work and anime in that time, um, it's it's a very interesting read because it's one of the untold chapters in one of uh, America's uh, at one time one of America's more well known voice actors, um, and and you know she's obviously cut back on her work to focus on family, but. Um, it's a good read. Uh, I would very much like to, and I, I plan on attempting this, and we'll see how it goes. I'd like to have her on to talk about the book and to talk about her career, obviously. Um, there'd be a lot of um, interesting things I think she'd have to say, and it's also sort of my great white whale. Um, it's the one interview I've always wanted to do, and she's probably the only actress that I would still get starstruck over because... Now I've talked to so many people, you know, in, in anime and voiceover that, you know, I've looked up to. I've talked to Crispin Freeman and Michael McConaughey and, you know, Yuri Lowenthal, Jessica Strauss, all the people that we've talked to. So now I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, I can talk, you know, Troy Baker, whatever, bring it on. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll be cool doing this. Um, but she's kind of the one just because, you know, the first VHS anime I ever bought was Blue Seed and she was on there. So it's like. That's that's still kind of the one I get a little bit excited about. So mm. we'll see if that ever happens. Anyway, Ugh, fuck. Let's put this thing to bed. Does anybody else have anything? Nope. Nah. All right. Well, everybody, um, I'm not sure when the next uh, episode will go up because 
you know, convention rules means we'll be getting in late. I don't think Basil's going to be there, so we're not going to have, nope. like, some sort of awesome cast uh, Chainsaw the Fate crossover, uh, you know, late on Saturday night where I hate everything in this <laughs> yeah. Wait, Basil's not going to be there? I don't think so. I don't think anyone from the awesome cast. Maybe? Yeah. Oh. I, think it, I think it's just proximity to Hamacon. I mean, that it's no, a whole... Not an excuse. Yeah. Not an excuse. Now, uh, gotta have a feud with them now. But... Monday is a holiday for most of us, I think. So yeah. Yeah. probably do something Sunday night. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. We'll play it by ear, uh, but there will hopefully be lots of content. Um, we'll try and get some 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 tweeting done while we're there for any announcements that get made. Mm-hmm. And we'll try and get some interviews done and stuff like that. It's still all very fluid, nothing solid. So sorry, guys, I can't really guarantee anything, but we'll give it our best shot. Gotcha. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, check us back next week and we'll see what we got for you. <laughs>